Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast. Unlike any other, we've all done it. We're back. It is Fairway Rollin' the Golf Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. What a time to be alive in golf world. What a time to be alive in the real world as well. Progress is being made in 2021 on all fronts. This week, Nate Dog and I are out as a two ball. We have a wonderful, wonderful celebration of JT's victory. We are officially 24 days out as we record this podcast from a certain major tournament in Augusta, Georgia. And there's other great golf to talk about out there. The first tee is wide open. Nate and I are strolling over for this two ball. Let's try and hit one down the middle here. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nate Dog, Feel the Fitz magic house. He's coming yeah. to D.C. <laughs> oh, he is so sexy. I immediately texted everybody that was reaching out to me. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick leaving Miami for some reason to come here to Washington. He immediately ascends to the top of the number one sexy guy in all of Washington, D.C. list. He just fucking catapulted it. Yes, I F bombed right away. Catapults Ted Cruz. Just leaps right over Ted Cruz as number one sexy guy. The reason he came, there are 10 million of them. That's yeah, why. Those are good. Those are 10 million. You know what? My I had a Miami friend send me an angry note, and I'm like, bro, CTC, cut the check. Well, why yeah. are you talking to me? Yeah. I love that everybody's pissed about losing Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> who's been <laughs> passed around like a, like, a, the, like the bottom of a bottle of whiskey at a late night party. He's the hero we need in 2021, Nate Dog, here in I Washington for sure, right? Joe, is the... Is the players a, is it a major? I I won't um, indulge you in this. I will not okay. gain. I won't do it. But I will it's say, a dumb conversation. It's it's an awesome golf tournament. Yes, and it showed so well this. We have whole had week. great golf over these past couple of weeks. It has been awesome. Like every PGA tournament to start the season has been a home run. I'm a little worried about this week, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. This was terrific. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Let's just go through the, you know, six, seven, eight weeks that we've had here since this show got going in, in 2021. We kicked off after Hawaii and we had uh, Siwoo Kim win out of PGA West. And that's fine. That's a nice appetizer. It, it, it was c c because we also had, you know, Cantlay making a big hard that's run it. there. Yeah. It was, it was an interest. We had the snail. Uh, which was a big moment, but it, there was, 
there was intrigue and interest. But but now listen to these winners that we've had the absolute pleasure of discussing week in, week out. Patrick Reed puts all of his junk up on the table and yep. invites everybody to to give it a smooch. Not uh, before how, he not before he moves the ball, though. That's well, he 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 moved the ball and then and then it went on the table. Then he and then he invited the rules. Out at Tory Pines. Then we get Brooks Kepka in Ugh, Phoenix. Big comeback Dan- win. Daniel Berger, hot stud since uh, the restart um, out at, at Pebble, a magnificent uh, closing hole, uh, you know, eagle yeah. from, from Daniel Berger, the homie Homa with the, the story of the year back where he grew up, where up his love of Tony, golf, where his love of golf uh, uh, got, got started just magical out at Riviera. Even the off off uh, WGC event, um, the second event, Brandon Grace. That was that's a you know that's another quality name. You see his name up there on major leaderboards. But the WGC event was Colin Morikawa at the uh, concession. Major winner Colin Morikawa. Major winner Bryson DeChambeau at Bay Hill, and now major winner JT at the Players. Like it's a parade of riches, bro. We've talked a lot about how concerned we've been about what's going to happen in the post-Tiger era. Not so much concerned, but just that we got to get ourselves there. And we're just seeing this handful of 10 to 15 great young guys trading off each week. It makes it hard to bet, but it makes it fun to bet. Well, the thing, speaking of betting, that feels extra rewarding when you catch JT at the player's after a string of subpar by his standards uh, performances, we, we had him. It. We had him at twenty to one, and we just so we all looked at each other. Uh, Pat Mayo was on the preview show last week. We're all looking at each other like it's JT. I mean, we we know that he's in a funk, and we know that you know he's, there are things going on in his life that he's got to sort out. Uh, you know, his, his own mistake in Hawaii. And then the passing of his grandfather and then the tiger accident and all those things are weighing on him and are all things that um, he had to deal with. The performance over the weekend was 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 record setting. Yes, but it was also like majestic, like exactly what we always beg for out of our great players in this game. Right. It was it. It brought me back to thinking if this guy puts two more majors under his belt over the course of the next 18 months. I, I mean, does he start to separate from this entire generation of young guys? Because just what we saw over the weekend in the ball striking was, I mean, Jimmy came off the course as caddy in near shock. Like that was a masterclass. So, and, and part of the thing that I really enjoyed from the broadcast was um, Jim Bones McKay bones out there following JT's group over the weekend and Bones having caddied for JT a few times in the last um, calendar year, Bones had, it was a a really um, good job by him of showing the proper restraint for keeping his, but you could hear the enthusiasm. Like it was, it was like 10%, maybe a tiny bit more where just the inflection of his voice and, and he was doing an awesome job of conveying to us how exquisite some of those, the long irons, the five right. wood on 16, the Ugh. long iron, the long iron into 11, uh, uh, 11. Yeah, the four, fourth, that was a four iron into 11, yeah, but five. the same, yep. and he'd done the same thing, uh, on, on Saturday, right. long, long irons. And that, that was, uh, you know, I really love bones on, on the case. Yeah. He, he, understands what's inside of his bag. He also seems to understand what's inside of his head. And we got both of those things. We got the exquisite shots. We got a little tiny bit of head case from JT. We have seen him, you know, most recently in my head at the Zozo here at Sherwood. We've seen him down the stretch get squirrely with the driver. And when he gets squirrely with the driver, he tends to block it out right. Yep. The best part of that drive on 18 <laughs> where he stepped up and I was texting with a few people saying, I think this is over. And they're like, look, he could easily bogey this. And, and Westy hadn't missed the shorty on 17 yet. But when he stepped up, <laughs> I thought, oh boy, he's going to lose it right. But no, it was the, it was the big donkey 
a draw at best. We can call it a draw, maybe a gnarly. Hook. I think it, I think it starts with an H, but that's fine. <laughs> it was it was the exact opposite. It's like he has been working on this so hard since he pushed a few tournaments down the toilet with the push driver, and he got himself to a place where he knew he wasn't going to push it, but he overcorrected and. He saved the tournament by six feet, five feet. Right. That's it. I mean, it, it, and the 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 one sort of contour on the left side of the as you go up number eighteen at at Sawgrass out at that yardage where that where he where he hit it. There is this kind of like indentation where you can almost use it, even though the ball's moving hard right to left, right. it catches that berm. There's a tiny berm. Those guys all know that it's out there. It's not relevant for guys like you and I. No. But he he caught it in exactly the correct way and it pushed it back to the right. Like, it, it, you know, it, it, it impeded the ball from taking, you know, the spin that it had on it and running right into the drink. Yeah, and it just keeps going. So it becomes a 312-yard drive to the fairway and he's got... 125 yards in and the tournament's over. Well, and how about this? The opportunity to go 18 for 18 greens and regulation standing right. there over that 124 yard shot in there. Nobody's done it in the history of this, the players championship on the last day. No 18 for 18 green and regulation. And, and he puts the say he's short with a sandwich yard. Yeah. I know. It's <laughs> I know. awesome. Awesome. I, I know, but it really, the story of his, weekend, you said it, was the back nine and in particular 11 and 16 and just the approach shots there. Got an eagle on Saturday, got, got an eagle uh, on 16, got an eagle on 11 on Sunday. And and that was the difference. I mean, he only won this tournament by a stroke uh, in part because Westwood hung in there and Bryson faded a bit, but he really went and grabbed this one four under on the back nine. What can you say? If you want to put Lee Westwood in the final group from now for the rest of the season, I'm I'm here for Please it. Please do. Fine by me. He is it's a it's very lovely to watch. I love the Helen interactions. It's all good. It really does re like take your headspace when it comes to to watching competitive golf, the entertainment product and seeing that exchange. You it first of all, it's very welcome. Um to to for for him with his his girlfriend who's easy on the eyes. And on top of that, there's a humanizing element. It it changes the tension of of the moment, and it seems like for him as well. Like for me as a TV viewer, it changes like the heightened tension that I'm feeling. You know, the unconscious sort of like my neck you're getting that tight. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, but they're having a great conversation. He's chill. So much of the success that we've seen over the course of the last year has come from players who have started to figure out what's in between their ears. And for Lee Westwood, in so much of his 30s, this is a guy who should have two majors and 10 wins on the PGA Tour. There's just no other way to say it. He was that talented. He was the Colin Montgomery part two, the guy who just couldn't get over the hurdle, but you didn't want to see him in match play. You didn't want to see him you know, in, in, in a Ryder Cup. So we were we, we're rooting for him, and it's just so nice to see him in a place where he he's basically got his therapist on the bag. Conversely, you, Justin Thomas has been in a stage where he's really been struggling mentally to get out of it, and and he spoke this week about looking to a guy like DJ, who he played with at the Memorial when I think DJ shot, shot double eighties, yeah, double eighties, and was lost and going through some things that I don't think have really come to light just yet. I don't think we really know about the emotional, mental stuff that DJ was dealing with. But then to see DJ come back, grab the FedEx Cup by the throat, you know, win the Masters in the way that he did, Thomas looked at that as a reminder that, hey, golf is hard. It ebbs and it flows. You have to trust the process and know that you're going to come through it at any moment in time. That is such a hard thing to do mentally. It is what is so unique about golf versus any other sport because it's just fucking you out there. It's well, you against the course. And what JT said was he, he had to tell himself to suck it up. 
people yeah. encounter hard things in their lives yeah. and they and they have to overcome them if they want to reach their their goals and he said you know that was uh, a a big part of of just telling himself you need to deal with this get over it bro suck it up and that and the point you just shared about um his his uh reference to DJ it's it's amazing um, that, that we look at, at, you know, DJ as the exemplar I know, of I know. mental strength and stability on tour, but those guys do, right? They, they, they really do. Isn't it great that before the masters, we've had two guys win and like stars in Bryson and JT and cry about the win. And we're not even at the first major of the year. I mean, that tells you something about the season that we're in, the way they've structured these tournaments I'm all in on this. This is terrific. Yeah, well, I want to do some accolades for JT to sort of address um, your your question uh, early on about JT separating himself from his peers because he's only 27. He turns 28 pretty soon. But we have to talk about the event itself. We have to talk about how cool it was to have fans. Yeah. How 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 great the every shot thing was. I'll I. Having seen now, and, and I'm, we're, I'm just going to touch on it quickly because we'll go back to the JT accolades because I really do want to give him some proper recognition for where he is historically. The wind charts on 17. Have, did you see the, the how they show the wind patterns? I, I loved them so much. I, I loved them, them too. But it was like, but, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Look at what the wind is doing. Holy well, shit. But just the visual is uh, is so insane. What if we get that at the Masters? What if we get to see uh, how the wind is behaving 12. down? Yes. See, you see what I'm. You're picking up what I'm dropping, brother. Uh, That's it. Wait, wait. What if we can see the wind on twelve? What if? Like serious kudos to NBC. That's an innovation, right? Yes. That wind thing. It, it was it great. Absolutely enhanced the broadcast immensely. So Th this was the best. Uh, yes. I think this was the best broadcast of a golf tournament that's ever existed because we got every single shot. We got a bunch of really interesting and important stats layered on top, like meaningful stats about, you know, if you were putting real time money down, for example, you got a sense for how a guy's strokes gained were in that day, so on and so forth. You could watch any player at any time and they had the win thing. I'm just not ready to call it the best, but I am absolutely ready to give it, you know, top tier. Like the uh, 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 the bar has been set. Yeah. And, okay, and, fine. And it let, wasn't the let best. Let that be the bar for the balance of, of 2021. Were there any drones out there? See, that's, it can't be the best that, if we don't have. We didn't have drones. But we did have like unbelievable footage drone footage of them showing us the holes in ways that we haven't seen before yeah we didn't have live drones and i don't know i wonder if that's a function of having human beings out there if that changes the availability of the drone footage um because it, insurance purposes we don't, I don't know crash. you can't crash a, a, a drone into to fans seems like it could be a problem but uh, I, I, I have look, no idea i i'm look, not doing the what, research what we on know this. is we want to see this going forward and it's great that the tour made an announcement about their deal with amazon to 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 have this every single shot thing when are we going to see it outside the players it's it's awesome it is the perfect way to get introduced to a bunch of players we picked up a lot of naughty talk on the mics. <laughs> it's Let's everything do, we want. We're going to get to JT in his historical uh, uh, context, but let's do the naughty talk right now because you, you can't just tease it like that. I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> spectacular. And by the way, the other place we're going to see every shot is the Masters in 24 days. But let, let's talk about how rich the experience was at the, a huge field, 150, whatever was it? 153. And it's such a big field. We couldn't finish on Thursday or Friday. Right. <laughs> Guys had to come out first thing in the morning. But what they got on Wednesday was a text saying, reminder, every shot's going to be filmed. Watch your ass is basically what the text said. And a bunch of the guys <laughs> tweeted about it, you know, jokingly, da, da, da. but sure enough, you get up to the sixth hole or the seventh hole and you're just having a nice walk and you forget that it, everything that's happening on every hole is being stored in the depths of the internet. And if you're, you know, uh, Taylor Gooch, 
uh, let's let's hope that he gets more attention going forward because he should. But on Thursday, not a lot of people are paying attention to Taylor Gooch or Mark Hubbard's round. But they were paying attention to Jordan Spieth and Colin Morikawa, weren't they? That was absolutely magical. Thank so, you, Internet. To set the stage, Spieth, <laughs> and this goes to how long was effing taking out there, right? I mean, they, they, <laughs> no. the guys are trying to get around. No. Jordan hits a ball into a group that has Rory Sabatini in it. Didn't see the guys. He didn't see him. And, and the mic picks up Jordan realizing that he'd hit into the group and, <laughs> and having like a, oh God, of all the sons of bitches to hit the hit into. He hit, he hit into Sabatini and he mentioned Sabatini by name oh, yeah. on the broadcast. And then you pick it up from here. Well, he said, at least I think he likes me at least. Yeah. And then Sabatini hits a bad shot, looks back at the tee again. And Jordan's like, yeah, sure. It's my fault. You're blaming me. And then there's some muddled crosstalk where it sounds like Colin Morikawa is saying something like Sabatini is, uh, somewhere between interested and obsessed with his girlfriend. I mean, it was, it was muddled cross talk. Sure. But I mean, <laughs> creeper. <laughs> Did we hear it? We heard it. Did he say it? He said it. And in five minutes, it's everywhere on Twitter. <laughs> and in five hours, it's gone. It gone. It gone. It lasted five. Hey, look, the PGA Tour has been letting some of its shaggy dog moments uh, for the players hang out, hang there. out there. Th this was not one of them. They took that dog in. Well, I don't ever want to use that kind of a, uh, a euphemism. I don't like that. I'm not. I'm a dog guy, so I'm not talking about putting the dog in the pound or putting the dog down. Yeah. But I'll just what we're gonna say is they disappeared. It. <laughs> it got right. disappeared. It was a wire. It, like it was. Fishes. It was. It went into to the one of the uh, the the row houses in the wire. Yeah, that one that one they sided with uh, Bryson DeChambeau on help me protect my brand, and made the executive decision to bury it. And it's okay for the diehards. They saw what they saw. I, I would have loved to have seen the lunch table discussion between Morikawa, <laughs> Spieth, and Sabatini because there <laughs> must have been some conversation after the round. You think why? I mean, why about, would well, I don't, it, he, he was, the glaring back was, he was well, he's, pissed. He's grown and those guys are young. So he, he didn't, if you're grown and, and the youngsters are acting up, you just let them know that they misstepped. There was a misstep. The glare is sufficient. There's no reason to have a chat. Now, Sabatini's a dick. So maybe there was a chat. Well, I don't know. Maybe it seemed like maybe he sent three more texts to hey, Morikawa's girlfriend. Who knows? You you are our PGA Tour correspondent <laughs> on the ground. I mean, you you could find these things out. Maybe for the next show, we'll have a little more intel on what, what happened after the round. We'll we'll get some combination of me and TMZ on this. Anyway, <laughs> Golf don't TMZ. stop showing the the shots and picking up the conversations because in addition to all that we got awesome caddy player conversations the, yeah. the jordan the jordan michael conversations are just hall of fame stuff we need a wing in the golf hall of fame for all their conversations they're it's, they're equivalent to bones and and phil right oh i i mean i don't, I don't have enough of the bones and phil experience to um properly uh, judge it assess it um, because the bones and fill conversations to me, the bits that I've always picked up always run in, in the, in towards the, the technical, the, the speed Greller conversations. <laughs> that's what a married couple, that's how married people talk. Oh my. Was that's my how, shot not good enough for you? <laughs> you don't like that. I clean, <laughs> you don't oh like these God. drapes. You don't why, like the couch. Why are you talking to me? I didn't are, say a word. Are you calling me fat? Don't try and 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 reach you know draw your own conclusions from whatever you think my body language is telling you. Well, I'm happy for our mutual success. Can we oh. please just move on with our lives? Oh my god, it so, was so, so good. good. Yeah, seriously, so, they could you we could have um, a speed cam and let just let's have the audio of their entire round, and I might choose to watch the round that way. Well, the golf. And you could have. That's what is great about the way they're showing this. It lets them lift up the the visibility of some of these mid-tier players. A guy goes on a heater. You know, you don't have to have Bones run six holes back across the course, which is three fucking miles. The, the fans can just tune in and watch it. 
Yeah, it's 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 outstanding. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, let me go ahead and, and talk about some of the things that Justin Thomas did with this win, starting with uh, only, only two players before the age of 28 have at least 10 PGA Tour wins, a major and a WGC win. And those two players now are Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods. Now, Ooh. the World uh, Golf Championship hasn't been around long enough to to, to give us, you know, some of the legendary names um, yeah. out there. But since 1960, there are only three other players to have 14 PGA Tour wins before age 28. And that's, uh, uh, you know, Jack Nicholas, Johnny Miller, and Tiger Woods. So mm. JT joins that company with his 14th win on tour before age 28. House, the one thing about those stats is that all those guys that he's in that dialogue with were lowering the bar to one major because it's only Justin Thomas who has one major. He has spoken about how mentally hard it is to get your second. He actually thinks it's harder to get your second than your first. But there's something about this win and the tears afterwards that say to me, it's all about the majors now for Justin Thomas. This guy's got to go get six majors and it's got to start this year. Oh, so that's interesting. I don't disagree um, that he should go gobble up a bunch of majors. There's absolutely nothing stopping him. He had a shitty putting week. Um, his his putting stats were um, mediocre across the board, but his um, T uh, to green was um, so, so much better than than everybody else. And his approach, he gained 11 point. Uh, 1.8 strokes tee to green over the last 36 holes, the most by any player on a weekend at TPC Sawgrass since they started tracking that in 2004. Uh, I mean, he missed a two foot 11 inch putt on 14 yeah. on the back nine on Sunday that could have busted the whole tournament. Right. He he was he was fortunate to get out of there without that you know, inflicting major damage on his chances. So I don't know whether or not I agree that he has to win a major this calendar year. Kind of, It's got to come soon, though. He's 30's not that far away. Well, you know what? Uh, he's got the players, and that is uh, however you want to characterize that tournament. Not a in, major. In turn, right, but, but still significant, still prominent, still counts. But this is the last one on the case. Like, there is now an open gaping open hole on his trophy case where major tournament trophies need to go. It's time. He's capable of it. I don't think he's blown any tournaments. It's just shift into gear. JT, go get him. Because you can't talk about a guy being on par with Tiger Woods when he's only got one major at the age of 28. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, want to also talk with you about another extraordinary thing that we witnessed this week at the Players' Championship. And I made a, a very deliberate point of not raising this with you over the weekend and particularly Friday. Uh, I just wanted to let, yeah, you know, because yeah, I, I just wasn't sure how it was going down among the family. Now, um, you've since given me some assurance that everybody's in the right headspace. And then it makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm of course, talking about Mark Hubbard and his incandescent round on Friday where he took a Thursday turd bucket. Huge turd bucket. Yeah. And, and by the way, he forecasted, he, his own self forecasted. He said, don't pick me this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I, you know, you've, you've talked about the struggle he's been having with long irons. Uh, and then on Thursday, he went out and shot 77, eight, 78. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please, don't forget about the last bogey. And then on Friday, Look, Thursday, he had three three doubles in a row. Yes. 
Uh, he went. It, he he messed around and got a triple double. He he tweeted that. Yeah, and and then on Friday he steps up on seven from 180 yards with a you know six iron and drains it. Yes, maybe it was a seven iron actually, yeah. but he drains it. He's a and pro. I'm sure it was a seven. Boom, eagle. And it just starts a fire round, and all of a sudden, he birdies eight, he birdies nine, he birdies 11, and I'm texting my dad going, wait, he's not going to, can he make the cut? He, he's actually going to make the cut. And these are the little stories that happen underneath the surface of the right. big stars who are grinding, right? This is, yes. hey, he's got a baby coming in three weeks, uh, you know, now actually in two weeks, and can he get breakthrough? I mean, if we go back and look at Great opening round in the desert. He led the he led Phoenix. He shot a great second round at the Riv. Great opening round at Pebble. You put all those things together, you could be winning a tournament. He hadn't had a top ten, and so it it's just a good indication of the struggle. He comes down sixteen, which you got a birdie. You got a birdie sixteen. Right. And, this is and, on Friday. He's on sixteen. I'm really excited. Like, oh yeah. my god, this could really happen. Yep. And. uh because the drive goes in the rough, he he doesn't have an approach, so he he's got to get there in three. He's got a ten footer for birdie that he misses, and I had been texting my dad on the backside saying he's going to have to birdie seventeen, I think, to make the cut. There's just no chance otherwise. And sure enough, he sets up to seventeen, and my heart is sort of in my stomach because I'm like, oh, I really thought he was going to get that one. He hits his tee shot on seventeen to thirty six feet, and you figure, okay. Let's, you know, that's it. Maybe he gets a, a nice, a nice, safe shot on 17, but pedestrian. Yeah. And then drains the putt and ice drains the putt. Yeah. And ice cream so loud that the people who were in my house thought something was wrong <laughs> because, oh my God, he's going to make the cut. Cause now he is inside. He's six under for the day. Yeah. Uh, best round of the day at that time. And he's one inside the cut, which is definitely going to be even. It's not going to move. There just aren't enough people out there. Oh, 18's a hard hole though, House. 18's a hard hole. It requires, it's demanding off the tee and it's demanding on the approach and both ways can get you. So yep. his tee ball wasn't really God awful. It was now, in, through in the fairway play. in the rough, but that's but right. Hittable. That happens on that hole. And, and he had a long iron in his hands and, uh, and it's been the long iron that's been tough and just pushed it a bit. Right. And tiny bit. Ugh. Tiny bit right. It wasn't a giant push. No. And as it was in the air and his body language, as it's coming down, there's kind of a a, um, a small knoll, a little bit of a corner where if it carries one more yard, it will hit the top of that little hill and, left. and, yep. and, and, and bounce down to the left, onto yep. the green. Yeah. And, and instead it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And one of the great things about the course this week was setup was awesome. I mean, it was... It was soft and pure, but the rough was up. And uh, you get a lie like that, even though on 90% of the courses they play, that's a routine wedge. With the rough the way that it was, you just don't know how it's going to come out and blast it 40 feet past the hole. And that's the end of the day because you're not going to make two 40-footers in a row usually. And it, it is you miss the cut by one and you go, you know, it just, it's a, it's a, indication and just a classic example of how fucking hard golf is when you're almost there you just can't string two three four full days together yeah that's right and what's his headspace did he feel like the week was a success after that kind of experience like after no. you you get Let's over be okay honest. all right no. well, that's why i'm asking i mean yeah making the cut at api where he'd never broken par Right. <laughs> it felt great. Yeah. This is a course that he feels like he can do something on. And yep. it just, it's just been consistency. And there are guys all up and down the board on this tour who have the exact same feeling, which is they lock in for a bit and boom, they're on a heater. And all of a sudden you're six under and you're like, whoa, okay, I got it. And then in an instant, you know, one thing happens and you don't get to play the weekend. I mean, I'm sure if he'd played the weekend, he would have played great. You know, um, and it is an interesting thing, the observation you made about his own sentiment that he should be better at this this um, golf course that yeah. is a golf course that sets up for him. 
that is part of of the real appeal of this and what um, came through a, a, a really great reminder. It really requires strategic golf. You so don't have to be a, bo- a bomber. You don't need to be no. a guy, but it accommodates bombers. You yeah, know, Brian Harmon and Bryson DeChambeau shot the same score for the week. That's it. And so you got to golf your ball. And whether you're Bryson DeChambeau or you're Brian Harmon or you're Mark Hubbard, you have to take in this game what's working for you at that moment in time and go out and do the best you fucking can. And and so Mark is not alone in this, you know, that we've got a bunch of guys who've missed the cut and followed the next week with a win. But it's how you walk away from a bummer like that, even though you shot five under, uh, that determines how you continue the rest of the year. It's all about the mental part in this game. And JT felt it at, at, at the elite level all the way on down to a guy who missed the cut like Mark. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply this episode is brought to you by cars.com when you add your car to your garage on cars.com you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Well, speaking of a guy that missed the cut and, uh, I want to talk about Rory and then I want to do a speed round on some names because it's time for us to start getting serious about sizing up prospects for the masters. Um, but an extraordinary, extraordinary, extraordinary um, bit of insight from Rory McIlroy, clearly in disarray, um, 10 over for the tournament, missed the cut by two miles. By the way, that was my note to Mark. I was like, well, you beat Rory. <laughs> <laughs> By a lot. Like, you know, yeah. we, we, if, if only we could have, you know, asked the book for that matchup. Can we please have the Mark Hubbard? Rory McIlroy matchup. That, now, right. Then we would have been making some That's money. Right. But again, dog. but again, like here's a guy in Rory who's showing us what's going on in his mind. So this is the thing that was so um, interesting to me about it. Uh, I think the, the the questioner was who was was it Ryan Lavner? I don't remember I think now you're right. who asked yes, the question. Yes, yes. And Rory took literally. 20 seconds before a word it. came out of his mouth. Cause he, yep. it was clear that he was debating how yeah. um, candid he wanted to be yeah. about what he's struggling with. It, it reminded me of like smart Supreme court justices at a hearing for their confirmation. Like they take a question, they think they process, they structure their thinking, they decide what the hot button in footballs are. And then he just went for it. He went for it. That's the only way you can say it. And he told it. us the truth. And that's what we love about Rory. And so what did he say, House? It, 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 it was stunning that he, he took us all the way back to last fall. October. Um, be, because, you know, we have seen moments of great golf out of him. He finished third over uh, in, in, uh, in the desert. So yeah. as he arrived here in the United States, I've been kind of waiting for him. To get on a and bit of a And he's had good heater. rounds. Yes, exactly. I mean, he he led uh, Bay Hill. He, he had the low round just, in, the, in the clubhouse at Bay, Bay Hill on Thursday. It's just stringing them together. It's the same problem that everybody has. I can get one. Can I get four? And Rory's well, had trouble. 
We got a good stat last week in the preview show about how bad he's been between 75 yards and 125 yards, that all of his troubles emanate from there. But that's not what he talked about in response to this question, the press conference after he missed the cut. What he talked about was the changes in his swing and what he's been doing to attempt to generate more speed, more power, more length. And he said, Rory McIlroy said, I would be lying if I didn't uh, um, talk about seeing what Bryson's doing and not and that not having some kind of impact on my own thinking. Yeah. He said, if courses are going to be set up like this, we got to go that way. And I, I, I've been chasing him and, and my swing is, I, I got the speed. I got there, but my swing got a little too flat and I can't be consistent with it. So part of the thing that felt like an underrated aspect of his comment was the, the observation he made about Bryson out of the rough and how Bryson playing yeah. single length clubs yeah. that creates for Bryson this opportunity to generate more speed out of the rough than, than everybody else who plays stepped sets. Uh, that was so fascinating. House, why is nobody else doing this? <laughs> it's about exactly. I mean, the interesting thing to me is like, Rory, you've already got all the speed you need, bro. You lead the, the tour in driving every single year. You don't need extra speed, power, distance. On the driver. Yeah. Go go try the single length irons. Like, are, is everybody so stubborn? Like, does everybody think Bryson's that much of a douchebag? They just don't want to give him the credit and just... <laughs> uh, there have to be 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old golfers right now who are insisting on clubs of the same length. Have you ever tried same length clubs? No. Have you ever played I'm with anybody who has? No. So you know the first mover in this, and I, I don't. I have to think about whether I want to name drop or not. But David Edel, 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 however you say, E D E L, that independent golf brand, founded founded by David. He was doing single length irons before, and he did a set for Bryson that preceded Bryson's relationship with with Cobra, huh. and. I got to play golf. I'll name drop. I don't care. I was super lucky. I Come got on. to play play golf with Alan Shipnuck. And Alan, you know, the the golf writer for yeah. previously for golf.com, there was an announcement today as we're recording this that he and Matt Janella have uh partnered up and they're doing their own independent Substack um, thing. Me media brand. They're, they're doing podcasts, they're doing video, they're doing writing. It's awesome. And they're going to bring in other folks. I'm I'm psyched for them. But Alan sh uh, uh hosted out, he lives in 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 Carmel, so uh, I mean in uh, Monterey, the peninsula, and he hosted at Monterey Peninsula Country Club, which was just the 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 the, the most gracious thing ever. He has a set of the Edel single length irons, and so he signed up for he, the a Bryson long time Bray. ago. He's been playing them a long a long time. Alan has, and okay. I and looking at them, it's like this does make sense. Now I was not in the right frame of mind, the right shape, the right golf um, game to like the right try. Sobriety. And I didn't, I didn't ask. I felt like I was still, I didn't want to ask Alan, like, come yeah. on, let me, let me try out. Yeah. Cause what if you brought you to the club? What if yeah, you I... put a ding in it? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then he's got to go through a whole thing, but <laughs> the, the logic of it, when you see them sitting side by side, like with your own two eyes, as opposed to just like seeing on television, the logic is, um, extremely appealing. It makes sense. You can see it. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm going to rush right out and do it. I have a new set of golf clubs at home. Uh, they're, they're every bit tied to the specifications that I've been playing the last half decade because I'm doing old man golf out there. And I mean, at this advanced stage, am I going to bring in a bunch of the single shafts, but the single length, for a guy like Rory to make that observation and to share with us his insight, the impact on his own swing, um, and the guys looking at the innovation by Bryson and, and interestingly seizing upon the, the body change, the speed change, the power part of it without maybe the technical aspect with, right. with the clubs. That's, that is kind of a thing, Nate. It's, it's like stubborn dudes who don't want to, they're just too insecure to be like, yeah, that guy's right. I'm going to, I'm going to follow. I don't know. There's no, somebody else should try this. Is it too big a departure? Like, let, let's think about it from like Mark Hubbard po point of view. Would it be an enormous, such an yeah. enormous departure for Mark? Well, I'm not saying it's not now, not now. Right. But when you have some time off, if you don't go try things other than, you know, uh, 
heavy lifting, if you don't go try the full package of what he's thinking about and doing, if you're not a top 100 golfer right now, like shame on you. That's part of the growth mindset of golf, taking new ideas, try things, be prepared to fail for a bit. Like if you're not trying this, I don't know what's wrong with you. And the interesting thing for, for, for Rory, um, besides the, you know, observation that, that Bryson is gaining an advantage because of, of the rough. I mean, lots of folks said he was taught, you know, if courses are going to be set up like this, well, that is, is Rory referring to courses being set up like the U S open because that's the U S open only the U S open to set up like the U S open. Um, but it is true, and we're seeing it. Um, it feels like with with more frequency, courses are letting the rough grow up, and some of that right. is seasonal. But we saw yep. a lot of rough at Tory. We saw so much rough at at Tory, uh, at, at Tory that the balls were disappearing, and maybe maybe the guys thought they were embedding. Well, that's right. The the tour is figuring out setup. There have been great setup courses these past three weeks, either pure with slightly softer greens and high rough, like you said, or this week, fast and firm but low rough. But still rough. The ball disappeared sometimes. Some guys got bad lies in this rough, even the even the more favorable, shorter rough. There were still some bad lies. Yeah, this week coming at, at PGA oh, National. Okay, gotcha. the, the, the rough is down and the greens are really fast. But yeah, I think it I think on Sawgrass, that is exactly what they let that rough come up and it played a big part. And Bryson was competitive both weeks because as we said last week, like the next time that we see long course. With high rough, you got to go Bryson. This was not long course with high rough, but it still gave him the advantage anytime he was in it, as Rory told us. Yeah. So, Godspeed to Rory getting it figured out. The Masters is only 24 days away. He, he's he got the physical skill to get himself back, and, and, and he's gotten so close so many times. I mean, it was really barely only coming less than two weeks ago that he... He he led the field uh, at at uh, API. I mean, he he went out and shot the low round, of the, so he's not that far away. Yeah, let's just also make this point: Bryson DeChambeau did not run down Lee Westwood on great, Sunday this week. Great, great call. That's right. Uh, I mean, he is a killer, but that's one that got away, and that's one that a lot of players who are in the Mount Rushmore of golf superstars would have gone out. And one, especially with Lee Westwood playing even par. Well, I mean, listen to um, his quotes. He says, you know, it's just a little bit of a learning block. He said, I, he's going to go back. I'm going to work really hard on my golf swing and figure it out, figure out how to, again, he said, be less sensitive. I was more sensitive last week and pulled out the victory. So I don't know what that means. Do you have any idea what Bryson DeChambeau well, I have no idea what it means, but you know what? I'm I'm done doubting him because every time I think that he's making fun of himself or making making a fool of himself for talking about his gut health and his brains, and he you know he he then he comes back and wins a tournament. So I, I trust him. I want to do a uh, a speed round on a bunch of names, um, and since we're talking about Bryson, we'll talk about good poop or bad poop. I mean, are we is this guy in a good poop mode or a bad poop mode? Since we'll we'll use Bryson as the uh, Setting it up. So, uh, Lee Westwood, we're going to start with that just because the guy has the best. He talks, he said he was lightly disappointed. He's won $2.6 million in the last two weeks. And he, and he's, and he talked about, he's going to go play Augusta. He played Augusta yesterday with his son, Sam. Now that is the tits. I love Lee Westwood. And since he's going to Augusta, we're going to run through these names and, and do good poop, bad poop for these guys, um, on, uh, potential, uh, you know, great performances out of Augusta. So Bryson, I, I have no idea. What do well, what do you think about Bryson at Augusta? I think Bryson's going to be terrific. Okay, great. Cam Smith had a, had finished uh, top twenty at at Sawgrass. He was tied for seventeenth, even though he shot even par seventy two on Sunday. Where are you on Cam Smith? I'm a, I'm I'm in on Cam Smith. I okay. think the guy. Uh, I love what he's done with his own look. With you know, the mullet. I, Yes, like that's reflective of a guy who's in good headspace, I think. Okay. He's like he's 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 zeroed in on and he's had a bunch of good um high finishes, good form. Yep. So I I'm 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 in on on Cam Smith. Uh Sun JM um final round 66 also finished tied for 17th and 
if I hadn't already used him at the Sony, he would be my one and done pick this week um, at at, at uh, the Honda. Sure. It, to repeat, I'm just so, not there yet on Sungjae. I'm just um, not. Finished runner up. I'll remind you in November. Not that long ago. Bad poop. Bad it's poop. It's fine. Fine. Corey Connors. Another um, nice finish for him. Uh, seventh place uh, finish. He also shot a nice final round. He had a chance. He was on the leaderboard for a bit on Sunday and then yep. um, wasn't able to to get really serious. Couldn't get the birdie on 16 and that sort of ended it. But yeah, we like him like in the top 20. I like him in the top 20. Sure, sure. I don't think Corey Connor is going to compete for the Masters. Okay. Sergio Garcia. Oh. We had a Sergio sighting. I kind of like what we're seeing from Sergio. He's got a win. Can you believe it? (sighs) He's going to be around the leaderboard. T9 at the players and really with disappointing Saturday, Sunday rounds. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Just didn't play that great. Missing two footers out there. Uh, Sergio stuff. And and his back nine on Sunday, you know, he's two over. So I, I like Sergio Garcia to be a top 15 Masters finisher this year. Okay, I like it. Jordan Spieth. Yes. I mean, sure. all over it. Yes. This and is, the, everything is gearing up and and moving towards Jordan winning the Masters. This is, the, the universe is pushing us that way. And the books, the, you know, the books know as well. <laughs> I think he's I all know, the way down the to like 11 to one. He might even be 10 to one by that's now. That's the problem. Because he think keeps it, making cuts and we keep seeing them and... The books know. Everybody loves Jordan Speed for the Masters. From a betting perspective, it's going to be an awful bet. But yes, number one in our hearts. Number one in our hearts. All right, last guy, DJ. How are you feeling about DJ at the moment? Tied for 48th at the players. I don't care about don't care. what he did at the players because yeah. DJ doesn't care what he did at the players. He's going to come into the Masters and be a top five finisher. It's just whether he gets the breaks to win. Well, I said last one because I, I was talking about guys that played this week. I do want to make sure that we talk about Brooks. Is, is, is there any word out there? He withdrew um, knee sprain in the Masters. Feels like it's in doubt potentially, which is such a shame. Have not heard anything okay. on the, the results of the MRI, but uh, that was a scary... The, the best case scenario there is it's sprained. He could have gone if it was the Masters. But what he decided is, I'm going to wait three weeks because all I care about is the Masters. I'd rather do the Masters than the players. I don't want to screw it up. So rest, you know, I screwed up 18 months of my career by playing through these injuries instead of just shutting it down. I'm going to shut it down this time. He's definitely going to play the Masters. If he doesn't play the Masters, we have a big problem. Well, a repeat of of the same kind of injury that, that was serious enough to keep him out of the U.S. Open. Yeah, so fingers crossed. Right, that, fingers crossed. Cross. We want Brooks, especially when he's out there. He got himself in such good form that he won Phoenix, and he won Phoenix, you know, with yep. a with a Sunday closeout kind of round. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we we are this week down at the PGA National. This is our last Florida event. It feels yep. like a fast Florida swing to me. I don't know why. Well, they have three tournaments, and we're out. Uh, that's it. Exactly right. We only have seven of the top 50 and I very not, weak strength of field. I'm not sure if I have, if that needs to be updated, if that number's correct. Cause we've had some COVID um, cancellations this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Woodland backed out uh, yesterday and a few other guys. Look, this is, um, this is one of those weeks where a lot of eyes will be averted because the stars, most of the stars aren't out. But we talk about this all the time. Those off-week events are where if you've been paying attention to whose game is in form, you can make a little bit of money. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to try uh, and, and, and do that. So, obviously, uh, the, the, the guys right off the top that are in form that um, you don't have any hesitation or reservation, at least I don't. You got to play Daniel Berger. You got to play Sung J.M. You got pl- to play Adam Scott. From my perspective, uh, the wind is going to howl this week, and in particular this weekend. So you need guys who know how to handle that. So with Sungjae, we know that he can handle those weather conditions. He he went low on Sunday last year in in like you know the the worst weather of the of the event. Uh, he went four under on that Sunday to win the event at six under. Crazy, yeah. you know, that 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 means the, the place. It always plays hard, has a reputation of playing hard, has a legendary bear trap. Um, 
and and the challenge, all of the defense of the golf course comes from the wind, and the wind always blows this time of year down there. Yeah, right? th- this week that course has very fast greens. We're going to see the fastest greens that we've seen. The, the, it, it, I will be very surprised if scores get any lower than they were last year at six under. It, it may not even get that high if the wind's really going to going to blow like it sounds like it is. Yeah. So let's talk about a couple guys that are not, you know, kind of the the obvious guys with the strong track record here. Um, do you have a guy for me? Well, we got to start with Brendan Steele. He's, Great. he is a horse for courses. Brendan Steele shows up on the places that he loves and he doesn't really show up in the places that he doesn't. That's not to say he's not trying. It's just their courses that he dominates. He's made eight of nine cuts here. He's had top 15s in four of the last five rounds that he's played, uh, tournaments that he's played. And he was the 36 hole leader last year. He finished tied for fourth. Brendan Steele's going to be in the top 20 at least. That's an easy bet. Uh, and he should be top 10 with the strength of field. Oh, I, I, I like this. And, and I'm always, he, you know, he's a horse for course kind of fella, Brendan Steele. So that, that's, that's why he's an easy one to back. I am on, and, and we're, this is really a weather play, but also a form play. Sneakily, we are seeing a lot more Shane Lowry the last couple of weeks. And if you want to talk about a guy who can handle ultra hard conditions, win conditions, a total grinder, if I can, you know, talk about it that way, the British Open champion, we're allowed to call him that, uh, even though, you know, they want to call it the Open Championship. Um, another top 10, T8 at the players. Uh, Last week, uh, gaining strokes on the field in all departments, but he's quietly had a pretty damn good 2020-2021 season. He, he has, and, and he, he said last week that he'd figured out the putting stroke and, and really settled on a grip, and so that's danger because, you know, he knows how to play in the wind. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, we, he has on his docket in this 2020-2021 season uh, tied for 11th at Houston and a top 25 at the Masters. So, well, I, I like him this week. He, he's in that, I'm seeing him in that sort of 28 to 1 range. What I don't like is in the exact same range as Taylor Gooch because Taylor's playing well. He played great at Riviera. He finished T5 last week. He is ninth in scrambling this season. He's got three top tens. He would be a guy that you'd go to. We've talked about him over the course of the past couple of weeks, but those odds just look a little too scary. Like he is basically in, when he's in the same range as Adam Scott and Shane Lowry, I'm sort of out on that. Yeah, so I like him in fantasy lineups and DFS lineups. I do not like him where... The idea, the proposition is, will he win this golf tournament? That's and right. I, you know, in in this in this way, we saw a ton of him on Sunday, and it was impressive. Like yeah. I, I like watching Taylor Gooch. Yeah. Um, I never thought he was going to win the golf tournament. No. And, it, and he, it's just the tiny, tiny mistakes right down the stretch on the back nine that separate, you know, um, the the opportunity to go and and have a life changing win. Yeah. Or or just having a a top five. Which is mother effing awesome. The top five at the players is effing awesome. So that's not, it's not a bad thing. But I just, the the experience we had of watching um, poor Doug Gim, who had an extraordinary week at the players and got to play with Justin Thomas in the final round. And the moment got to him. He, He wasn't ready for Sunday, last four groups out. Uh, uh, kind of golf. Uh, and everybody jumped off the gym train. He's 50 to one this week, but the guy's 25th in shots gained approach this year. He's 25th in scoring average. And there aren't many people in front of him in those stats who are playing this tournament this week. So he's going to go one of two ways coming out of that round. He's either going to pick himself up, lick his wounds and keep playing well, which he has been doing, or it'll send him into a spiral. It's a very compelling bet in the range where he is. So I'm on Doug Gim this week. I like Doug Gim. Um, I liked what we saw out of him. I like him. The idea of him taking that experience and 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 um, taking all the positives out of it. I mean, you know, he <laughs> he made an eight on seven, and yeah, then it was <laughs> ugly. And, and you could hit the ball in the water. I mean, yeah. you know, and, you and they couldn't the recover f- from it. You knew off the first tee after that drive, it was like, oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Here we exactly. go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. But there's um, some other guys too. I mean, I, I, I guys who've been playing well. We got to stop pretending that Chris Kirk isn't playing awesome. Yeah. He and and I love his game. I honestly thought about live betting him on uh, you know fr- Friday into Saturday. Yeah. The, the all time missed opportunity to live bet when I was sitting um, quietly in my home at eight forty five right. in the morning, looking at Justin Thomas at forty <laughs> to one Saturday, and and I even texted it to a couple of buddies and they're like, JT's staring me right in the face. He's just yeah. looking at me. He was, he was, and, I, and he and he won that staring contest. He did. He but did. Chris Kirk's, he's got two top tens, four top twenties in six starts in twenty twenty one. He is seventeenth around the green, which is going to help here. He's 21st in shots gained tee to green. So this is a guy who, you know, he's he's got uh, better odds from a betting perspective than than guys like Shane Lowry and Taylor Gooch. He's sitting out there uh, ready ready to go. I also look at Cam Davis, who we have spoken a lot about. T8 at, last year, right. 11th in driving distance. Like this guy feels like he's looking for a way to break through with a win. I also am going to maybe dabble a tiny bit in Dylan Fratelli. Okay. Uh, you know, from we 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 recall he's he's looking uh, sixty to one odds um, from what I'm seeing. Uh, top twenty five at, at the players. He had that top five finish at the Masters, so mm. he's he's kind of in in that form and strokes gained around the green, which because of the potential conditions. He's in the top inside the top ten and strokes gained around the green. Just looking for guys down the card yeah. to, to that you want to kind of fill out a lineup with. Okay. Uh that's a pretty good roster. I want to hear it. I want I one hear more it. guy that I wanna that I want to just talk about and then I have a wild card for you. We can't not talk about Keegan Bradley. We have spoken about him before. The dude is seventh in shots gained approach, tenth in in shots gained T to green. He is two hundred and fucking sixth in putting. <laughs> But he is hanging around these leaders. He's not going to win the tournament, but he's hanging around. You're seeing him on TV. He's finishing in these top, you know, sort of 20 spots. So pay attention to Keegan. He might win this tournament. Uh, He really might. He really might. All he needs is a hot putter and he's going to win the tournament. But the guy that we haven't talked about, and you got to know where I'm going with this one. I'm not ready yet. Go. Phil, is it 80 to 1? Oh well, how about this? I had no idea he was playing. I mean, I had I crossed him off for this event. I mean, he he, he played great at the Players Championship. I, I, I just you, we've written him off before. He's yeah. playing Champions Tour events, but he looked like maybe he's going to show up for the next month to do something at the Masters. Probably not compete for the win, but at least be decent. And this is a tournament where, like, you know, experience matters. Experience matters. And he's got a ton of experience at PGA National. Uh, oh, boy, just, oh boy. just had to see your reaction because you've whipsawed on the Phil train for well, me over the last six months. Between he's a, dead to I'm betting him to the Masters whole thing. Yeah. I, I think about these things in a very narrow kind of way, which is how can I make any money? And Phil was horrendous for a good stretch of, of the fall and betting against him every week was very profitable. Right. And then he had, I bet against him at the Masters and it cost me, but that was terrific. I'm happy to, to like, I was a down payment in a way. I'm, I, I'm seeing him with the same odds as angry, stocky Rory Sabatini and Richie Wierenski this week. Yeah, that's, see, that's kind of a, a, unfair. I mean, Wierenski, speaking of guys who've been pretty good and we've seen on TV um, a little bit, uh, I want more more action. I want Phil at like 100 to 1. That's not, I'm not getting enough juice for Phil at 80. He Those those guys have been, I don't know. It, I don't want to be disrespectful to Phil because he he really... Um, has been he's showing me something over over these last four 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 months or so. Um, we need to do a one and done. I need a guy. I, I did um, after we went with we we talked everything through with Mayo and we were just at a loss and then you guys laughed at Tommy Fleetwood. I'm so th- I'm so happy that you did. And I thought about Victor Hovland and I thought about Morikawa, but I I I didn't pull the trigger on either one of them. I reminded myself that the players' championship is worth two point seven mother effing uh, million dollars. Like I'm using JT. That's it. So I played JT in the one no. and done last week, and I'm now inside the top hundred in the in the in the Mayo one and done league. Okay, so we got some big choices to make, and I think you're probably leaning towards Shane Lowry. 
I mean, that's because I can't, I already use burger. What about uh, Adam Scott? That's the other one. That's it. It's either Adam Scott or, or Shane Lowry. Those are the choices. And I, are, are you saving Neiman? Yes, because he's just, he's not on the kind of heater that I want him on okay. um, coming into to, to the event. He can win. Let there be no doubt. Joaquin yeah. Neiman, absolutely every week that he walks out to the first tee can win the golf tournament. That's not a knock on him. I just don't want to burn him now and right. and find out, oh, is this, you know, he, he just uh, had, was out of sorts for whatever reason and and, okay. and he misses the cut. And, and, and Westy's legs are too tired and he's going to be hung over from the masters and like th th that's it. Right. Is so it, uh, I don't know. Should I do Westy? Out? Is it sent? Is it too sentimental? Is yeah, it too it, cheesy? I, I, I think it's just too much to expect that guy it, to do three weeks. He's going to have his boy on the bag. That's the reason not to play Westy because he's given Helen a break. Uh, his boy that he's, he's going, he's playing in Augusta with is traveling with him to this event to be his caddy. Hmm. I don't I like don't the change. I don't love it. Yeah, no, I don't love it. Bad energy. Come on, man. Bad energy, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the kid's great. Just like, well, you don't break uh, a good thing right now. He, he, I think it, it's all fine. 2.6 million over the last two weeks, pretty good. Yeah, yeah I was I fine when, I, I was fine when JT brought in Bones and went and won. That that was a change that I could get behind. But <laughs> bringing in your kid, I don't care. Yeah, all sure. Right, so it's Adam Scott or it's Shane Lowry. I wanna, it's, I'm going to play Adam Scott. Yeah, it's Adam Scott. It is. Okay, good. Thank it's you. Adam Scott. And, and yeah, it is. I, I just haven't seen enough from Shane Lowry over the last... Uh, six months. He's he is gaining momentum and gaining steam, but yeah, and he's think, got those you know a couple nice finishes uh, up there. You know that that the top twenty five at the Masters for Shane is good, but yeah, this course could be befuddling for him. And I I, I think Adam's going to love the fast greens. It'll help him putt pure. And I go Adam Scott. Okay, great. That's it, Adam Scott for the one and done. So that's a show. Uh, we, we have this this nice moment to sort of catch our collective breath in the golf world, and you know uh, let let uh, JT kind of have a, a, a whole the whole week and and all the adulation that he deserves. We're 24 days out of the Masters. We're going to finish off the Florida Ooh. swing and then go to Texas for a couple of events. Couple when do we weeks. have to order our egg salads? Uh I mean, it's it's week of they they it came so quickly. I think. Yeah. Don't you? Don't, I mean, they 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 proved to us that if you order it on Monday, you might have it by Wednesday. Okay. All right. So we're, we got. And I'm gonna have to order it in advance. Well, I, I'll save that for later. Okay. But I'm gonna have to order it in advance because I, I I may not be in my own home for the Masters this year. Could be somewhere else. Nate Dog, we did it. We're back next week. We'll be talking about whether or not I want to kiss Adam Scott on the lips. A lot of people feel that way. He's a very handsome man, Nate Dog. I've heard. Yeah. And and then uh, we'll we'll get ready for the WGC event down in Austin. We'll talk about some delicious Austin barbecue because I can't help myself. Until then, my birdie buddies, let's all please hit him straight out there. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.